Hey y'all, welcome back. Um, Before I begin, I just want to apologize in advance if you hear any buzzing. Um, I think I've tried to re-record this like three different times and my CGM is completely going off. My blood sugar is so high right now. Um, And ever since I've gotten back, I flew back from Texas about a week ago, back to Nevada. And I don't know if it's like the weather or elevation change or just like what I'm eating but like typically around 10-ish, I go super high and then I'll correct. And then like right at 11, I'll dip super low. And it's definitely not for my correction. Um, so I'm kind of just waiting it out and I'm going to see if it kind of corrects itself with my background insulin. Um, but it's definitely alerting me. So apologies in advance, but welcome back. Um, I know it's been a while and I'll explain that in a second, but I am so excited for this new season of the podcast. Um, I'm splitting my focus between kind of all things college and all things type one, so it'll be a little more diverse per episode. And the new title is something that will be connecting to a book I'm writing. So anything goes changed to always Allie, just to kind of keep everything intertwined. But the podcast still really hasn't changed though, so just wanted to throw that out there. But before I begin, I just want to kind of explain something that happened that I think a lot of people, especially type 1s though, um, may benefit in hearing. But I took a little break from podcasting last semester just because I was really trying to put all my focus into nursing school, but also because of a little stupid thing that I so regret now, Um, but it makes for a good podcast episode, I guess. So anyways, um, there was a girl who I considered to be one of my really good friends last semester, And she told a guy who I'm actually now dating that I look at my devices so much and check my blood sugar so much that it was my only personality trait and that he really needed to watch out for that. And I kind of look back now on just how stupid of a comment that was. Um, But for some reason after hearing it, I kind of really took a step back and started re-looking at everything and my platform, and kind of what I was doing, and now, of course, I'm like, I'm so sorry, unfortunately, I will still have to check my blood sugar here and there to stay alive, um, but no, I mean, I really did start wondering if I was being, um, a little too out there with my type 1, and it's just so silly, I don't know why I let myself think like that, but, um, somehow I snapped out of it, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what you preach, like, own it, wear your sights and your cute medical stickers, answer strangers' questions, check your blood sugar in public, take up space, like stop the stigma. I mean, it's the little things that can change so much in our lives and um, the lives around us. And obviously we all have our highs and lows, no one's invincible. Um, But I do think owning the things that you can't change, especially in a way that doesn't hurt others or possibly even helps others, is so much more than a surface level facade or what anyone can say. So I just wanted to put out that reminder. I won't get too cheesy, I swear. I'm about to start, I promise. But um, just a reminder to kind of own each and every one of your scars, whatever they may be, whether that's devices or something else, and um, to surround yourself with individuals who do the same. So now I'm here. We got a new podcast season, a new updated website, and I'm stoked. So anyways, to kick off the season, I wanted to talk about the things that no one really talks about with being a type 1 diabetic. 
and I decided to pick 10 things in an honor of summer. Number one is pump and sensor tan lines. So I like wearing my devices on my arm and my stomach, um, which happen to be prime sunny spots when it comes to pool days. So every time I switch a device after being in the sun, I'll have this little oval outline of where my devices were, like almost as if I like put a little oval of sunscreen on my stomach or arm. Um, And it kind of looks like I just collect them by the end of the summer because I just have all these faded oval outlines all over my arms and stomach and they eventually go away. But um, yeah, kind of funny. It kind of reminds me actually of cupping as a swimmer. I used to swim in high school and lots of kids would cup their backs before meets because it helped with their muscles. Um, And it kind of looks like the reverse of that, if that makes any sense. Like the inside of the circle is white versus having like a bruise, but obviously not on my back. So anyways, um, that's number one. Number two, airport security. So I just flew home from Texas for the summer and um, I just have to say, I don't think I've ever not set off an airport security alarm. Um, And, you know, every time I go through the metal detector, I'm like, okay, like I'll look at the TSA agent and I'll be like, okay, I have two medical devices. They will set off the alarm. They're right here and here. And they're like, okay. But then every time it's such a surprise when my pumps do set off the alarm and I have to get called into a corner. They have to swallow my hands and the pump because... I mean, obviously, I must be hiding something in my medical device. I'm just kidding. Um, They're just doing their job. But no, um, it is kind of funny. So, yeah. Oh, actually, I have one more story. Um, When I was flying to Florida for spring break um, this year, I set off the hand swab alarm after I swabbed my pump, which never has happened before. I don't know why it happened, but I literally thought I wasn't going to get to Florida. They had to do a full body pat down with like three different guards. It was this whole big shebang. And I was with a group of girls who I had literally just met. Um, so they probably thought I was insane. Like, Hey guys, thank you so much for the invite. By the way, I have type one. Don't mind me. Um, but it all worked out. And honestly, security with the Omnipod is a little easier than my old pump because I'd have to disconnect the old pump versus the Omnipod doesn't have any tubing, which is great. So that's nice. Um, Number three, leg sites, especially a leg site after I've done a lower body day at the gym. And this is a new one and I'm kind of sad about it because um, the leg is just such a convenient place, at least for me, to put a pump or sensor. Like if you're wearing a dress tomorrow, leg site. Swimming, leg site. Going two-stepping, leg site. Like, it's just so out of the way. I'm actually really upset about this. Um, But ever since I started lifting a little more and building some more muscle, I don't know why, but my leg pumps will literally just get so infected. Um, And it's so sad. But yeah, currently leg sites are the death of me, I guess. So that's number three. Number four, endocrinology appointments, says the future nurse. That's really bad. Guys, I actually adore my endo. Um, But I do think every type one can kind of laugh at this one with me. So, you know, you go in and they check your blood sugar. And usually it's conveniently too high or too low when you start the appointment. It's good looks. I swear. I mean, that's how those things work, right? So you go in, your blood sugar is a little off, whatever. Anyways, um, then they go through your blood sugar logs and it's like, okay, 
Allie, on April 10th at 5.05 p.m., why was your blood sugar low? And I'm just sitting there like, that is a very good question. I'm so sorry. Like, I can't even remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. It is May. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I will have to get back to you on that. Um, or maybe like, maybe this is also just me, but why do I still internally freak out when they prick my finger? Like, it sounds so stupid. I've done it like what for 15, 16 years. Um, I do it like eight times a day, but every time I get to the appointment, they grab my finger. I'm like, oh my gosh, just prick it, just prick it, just do it. I wish I could do it. Um, maybe it's just cause I like being in control since I've done it so long. I don't know, but endo appointments are unique for sure. Okay. Number five, test strips everywhere, all the time. Like, I feel like after I check my blood sugar, I think I do a pretty good job at putting the strip back in my purse or in the garbage if I'm near one. And my purse I'll dump about once a week to get rid of all the dirty test strips. But I swear, I will find them in the weirdest places. Like bathroom, test strip. Under the bed, test strip. In the kitchen, test strip. Maybe I didn't even check my number in the kitchen. But yeah, no, there's still a test strip. It's wild. Um... Like, even if I go to a friend's house, they'll sometimes text me, and it's so embarrassing, and they'll be like, hey, do you need this? And it's a picture of one of my test strips, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) But yeah, test strips everywhere. It must just be a type one thing. I don't know. Number six, accidentally sleeping on an arm site. I actually haven't asked um, other type ones about this, so I'm curious to see if it's just me, but um, if I roll over onto my site in my sleep, I will wake up with the worst scar tissue. Like the insulin hurts when I bolus. It's just not a fun time and it only happens on my arms. Um, And I love my arm sites, so I hate when I have to waste a good site because I slept on it. Um, And I am starting to wonder if it's my placement. I have tried moving it around a little bit. but I've never had that problem. Like when I was seven, eight years old on the Omnipod, um, I could sleep on it. So who knows? Number seven, rage bull hissing. Um, I've had type one for what, 15, 16 years now. And I still rage bullish sometimes. It's inevitable. I, I think everyone has done it at least once. Um, oh, and for those of you who don't know, rage bullishing is when your blood sugar has been high for a very long period of time typically and your hormones are already shot you've given insulin you've done everything right and for some reason it still won't come down and you're like okay maybe just a little more just a little and it still won't come down and then you're like okay buddy take this and when you finally finish that last stack on your insulin um your cgm will start telling you that it's dropping conveniently and it's not like you can take the insulin away so yeah, it happens, which leads me into number eight, which is rage correcting for low blood sugars. I don't know if there's um, an actual term for that, but same concept. Um, Everyone's low blood sugar symptoms are a little different, but I mean, typically they are definitely a scary feeling. Um, For me, I get shaky. My legs start hurting. My jaw will sometimes get shooting pains. Um, And sometimes if you're really low, like typically for me, if I'm like below 60, um, you can see your heartbeat. I don't know if some type ones can relate to that. That sounds really bad, but, um, yeah. So naturally it's like, oh my gosh, I'm dying. Um, give me all the juice and gummies in the cabinet that you can find. 
and then 20 minutes later you're high and it's like well I guess I deserve that um but yeah I think everyone's victim of rage bullishing and correcting a little too much for lows but we do our best um number nine education gaps and I've talked about this a ton in season one but sometimes or maybe I've just had bad experiences with pharmacies but sometimes different medical professionals can definitely be interesting um I remember freshman year going into the pharmacy and I think I've told the story before but Texas had this huge snowstorm that shut everything down including pharmacies which had my insulin and test strips and the post offices were closed too so it's not like my parents could send me anything on their end um and at this point I had gone through my extra supplies it's it had been about two weeks um and without power I couldn't even charge my CGM so test strips were low the insulin was low um but then the pharmacy finally opened and I by the time I got there I guess they sent all my stuff back so I ended up just grabbing a cheap meter and strips um to get by for the week and this pharmacist looks at me and is like those test strips don't match what you have on file And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I kind of explained the situation. And she was like, well, you need to talk to your endo about that. You need to start taking care of yourself, honey. I mean, this meter is not for your pump. How are you going to correct? And I'm just like, yes, unfortunately not. But my options are kind of, you know, not to check at all or to check off this meter. I didn't say it like that, but, you know, so it took a good um, five to ten minutes before she finally let me purchase my meter. But yeah very interesting but interesting things make for good stories so that's number nine and then number 10 knowing when the right time is to tell your friends about your type one I remember one time freshman year these are all freshman year stories um one time freshman year I had met up with someone new to grab lunch and at the end of lunch they went to go hug me goodbye and at the time, I had my tube to pump on. I wasn't on the Omnipod yet. And the tube, I always wore my pump like under my shirt. So maybe like part of the tube was kind of sticking out and it got caught in their pants or something. I don't know. But I mean, when they pulled away, they completely ripped the entire thing out of me. And I don't just mean like the cannula came out and it was dangling. Like, I mean, the whole entire pump like completely flew across the room onto the floor it was mortifying. They did not know I had type one. I think they were probably more mortified than I was, but, um, yeah, I can't say we ever had lunch ever again after that. If that person's listening, I am still so sorry. (laughs) Um, might've been a good thing to talk about it, but, um, you know, you live and you learn. So anyways, that's all 10. Thank you guys so much for listening. And before I close off, I just wanted to say, I am so appreciative of all the support. Um, We're still a ranked nonprofit podcast in the U.S. right now, which I think is so cool. Um, 28% of y'all are listening in from Europe, and I see a few in South Africa as well, which I think is even more cool. Um, My goal has really been to kind of spread my word and make circumstances, especially pertaining to type 1, that can seem so isolating. Um, Kind of more of a community-supported and loved thing that we can all laugh about, whether that be type 1 or other circumstances, but I'm just so beyond excited to see that word spread. So I really do hope I can make an impact in any way I can, whether it's by making you laugh or just sharing some tips. Um, So yeah, thank you for listening, and as always, for more info on what I do or type 1, 
you can visit typicaltype1.org. And for all things this podcast, check out typicaltype1 on Instagram. Have a good day, guys.